I am thrilled to have on the line with me Dennis Gallagher. He is the Gallagher of the Gallagher Amendment. Dennis Gallagher, welcome. Well, it's great to be on with you, Kim. Thanks for having me. Well, definitely. Um, the Gallagher Amendment, named after you, uh, explain it. What is it exactly? Well, when I was in the legislature um, and I was going door to door in my Democratic primary that first time in 19. 19- 70, that's how far back I go, old enough to be your grandfather. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, I kept hearing from older people that would come to the door. They'd say, Gallagher, if you, I'll vote for you if you can do something about these damn property taxes. They're driving us out of our hearth and home here. Uh, and that was in North Denver, where I still live. I still live here in North Denver. And it's so funny, as I drive around now, I remember the senior citizens that used to come to the door and say, Gallagher, what are you going to do about these property taxes? So we had some studies done um, th- that showed that, if I remember correctly, that uh, the breakdown between business class and residential class in Colorado was that business would always come to the legislature and get all kinds of breaks and homes would then eat up pick up that portion of any loss that was brought to the to the coffers of colorado by just adding it on to homes and so what we were facing in 1970 kim was uh or in in the 1980s actually when we really began looking at it was that I think, if I recall correctly, uh, homes were paying about 70% of the total property tax buy for the state of Colorado, and business was paying around 30%. So we, the Gallagher Amendment uh, tries to balance that off by saying that residential property rate payers in Colorado will make up 45%, and the business classes will make up 55%. And that's what it does. That's what the Gallagher Amendment does. It keeps the uh, percentage of residential property taxes at 45% of the total property tax buy. And that's why Colorado has one, in my view, one of the more progressive uh, property tax uh, bills in the nation. Because if you look at some of these other states, for example, I think I've got some cousins in New Jersey, and they were telling me they pay like a thousand dollars a month for their property taxes. It's wow. like an additional house payment. So how the question then becomes, and I know people are complaining about the uh, Gallagher Amendment. Even my fellow Democrats are out to try to get get at it. And But the question that they want to ask is, how much more do they want to see homes pay so business can pay less? And Denver is a wash in money. For example, I've had a lot of business owners say to me now, as I come by and visit them, they say, Gallagher, what are you going to do about our property taxes? So it's not the residential class, it's the business class that seems to be uh, getting a real high uh price in in property tax increases. And there's nothing to stop local jurisdictions from giving a small rebate back, just as the state 
and and Denver give a small rebate back to senior citizens on their property taxes. So there are some solutions, and I know Ron Stewart, uh, whom uh, you're going to have on, is able to talk about those too. So. Okay, well, so that's a little background on the Gallagher Amendment. And actually, Kim, what we did is uh, it was around that time that California was having its property tax revolution. Mm-hmm. We did not want to see in Colorado uh, where they just slashed property taxes down to like 1% or something like that, which would have really uh, put Colorado you know, into a dire strait. So that's that's a little background there, and that's how we got it through. It was voted by the legislature, Republicans and Democrats. I don't believe I don't recall that anybody voted against the Gallagher Amendment when uh, the legislature put it on the ballot uh, back in the early 1980s, and then the people, of course, voted for it, and now we have it. And then along comes Tabor 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And I tried to say, Kim, I tried to say, now there's some problems here because when, like in rural areas or in some areas where they didn't have a high business um, uh, class of, of uh, properties, uh, there would be a shortfall, like on education or something. So what the legislature would do then is just adjust the mill levy. And that's one of the things that uh, irritated Douglas Spruce is that the legislature had that power, which we've, we had since we became a state in 1876. And uh, the power of the purse and the power of taxation lays with the people, not with the governor. And uh, so uh, we, uh, that's how, that's how that, that's a little background on the Gallagher Amendment, and it passed with a very sizable uh, amount, and uh, there, there are some issues with it, but I think that good creative minds can get together and work them out. Well, and I, I don't think that the throwing away Gallagher, getting rid of Gallagher, is the solution. Uh, I, I think that there's probably more surgical approaches that we could, could do to address, for example, what you talked about in the rural areas. So what would be some of your suggestions on how to fix Gallagher, and it would be a constitutional amendment, but what would be some suggestions to fix Gallagher in these particular instances? Well, Kim, the uh, idea of Senator Ron Stewart to uh, have a, a, a rural factor on, on Gallagher is certainly one thing to consider. And you're right, it would take a statewide vote because Gallagher is in the Constitution, and, you, and even the legislature, even the governor by himself, can't just snap his fingers and say, oh, let's just raise property taxes. It takes a vote of the people. And that, of course, is due to Tabor. And if I were in the legislature still, uh, even though I was not much in favor of, of Tabor when it came into being, because in reality, Kim, what it does, it makes us no longer a republic. We're, we're becoming like Switzerland. I'm surprised if we won't see pretty soon people wanting to put every zoning change on the ballot and have, for example, uh, you read where uh, Lake would just put a 1% growth limit on uh, on growth uh, over there in Lakewood, 
And I asked a lot of my friends over in Lakewood, I said, why did you vote for that? And they said, because we don't like, we don't like what's going on in Denver, that uncontrolled growth, the, the traffic and the pollution and all the uh, people crowded in. It just uh, uh, is not good, and that's why we voted for it. I thought it was very interesting that uh, the community of this little town of Lakewood, Colorado, would put a 1% uh, limit on it. And so uh, you're, you're right. There are some uh, things that could be done, and maybe this uh, in a rural area or in an area uh, where there's not a lot of business properties uh, who then bear a little larger burden of the property tax pie uh, because of Gallagher uh, with the 45-55 split is certainly one thing to look at. The second thing is Denver is a wash in money. Can you believe, Kim, that the mayor and city council actually persuaded the citizens of, of Denver to vote for a sales tax for parks? I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe it. So Denver is a wash in money, and yet there's a lot of small businesses that are telling me they're thinking of moving to other counties that have a little higher business percentage, like Adams County. And uh, so uh, nothing prohibits uh, a municipality or a jurisdiction for, uh, for giving a small rebate back to certain businesses. Maybe you could base it on the number of jobs supplied in the community in order to keep that, that business going in, in Denver uh, or in an area where uh, the property taxes for businesses have gotten pretty high. So those are just two little suggestions that uh, I, and I know they were discussed I know they were discussed uh, on what they called the Gallagher Interim Committee, uh, which they had at the legislature a couple of years ago, and Senator Stewart and I went down and commented to them. And let me just share one other thing. Uh, the legislature may have overreached a little bit uh, when they want to repeal Tabor outright. The people in Colorado, Kim, I think have gotten used to having a say in whether they want to see their taxes go up. And some places have been very generous, like Denver, given a sales tax. Can you believe it? A sales tax to keep up the parks. And then so now Denver's got a, a wash and a lot of money. It's got a big surplus, a lot of which they're wasting out at the airport with that fiasco on the, <laughs> the convention center, or yeah. not the convention center, the, the Great Hall, right. the Hall of whatever it is out there. Another three years, did you read that? I did. I saw and that. So, I mean, well, uh, we're, we're getting off topic here. But the uh, that's one other suggestion, and I've gone to a couple of city council members, uh, Rafael Espinoza, who was my own councilman up here in North Denver, uh, replaced by Amanda Sandoval, uh, with whose father I served in the legislature, Paul Sandoval. And uh, I suggested to them they might want to at least have the Denver uh, legislative research uh, people look at what, what would it take to keep uh, small business in Denver 
so that we keep the benefit and not drive them out with high property taxes. But if I re, if I re, have read the uh, analysis for the business uh, uh, side uh, for the ballot that's coming up on the double C, I don't know whether you've talked about that much, but the the legislature, if I recall, wants to do two things. Number one, allow the people to keep the Tabor money, that is, the money that goes back as a payment back to citizens above sort of a complicated formula. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it, it just sort of repeals that, and then the right of the people to vote on it. I think a better approach might have been to say, let the, let the state keep and let the jurisdictions keep the ta what they call the Tabor, the Tabor surplus. Mm -hmm which normally goes back to the people, but then still allow the people to have uh, a say on their, on their taxes. And I think that might have been a little more of a middle path that I think uh, should, should have been considered, but I'm no longer, and I'm retired now quite a few years, but uh, that would have, I think, been something that you might have been able to sell to the people a little better. Okay. Uh, I think they're going to have a. This is going to be a tough battle. People are real cynical uh, about this, and uh, I'll, I've, uh, I'll be anxious to see how it turns out. So that's sort of a long answer. Okay. Well, good. But, you know what, Dennis? Let's go to break, and when we come back, let's continue. This is absolutely fascinating. We are talking with the Dennis Gallagher. He is the one of the architects of the Gallagher Amendment, which was put in place to have a, a more uh, equitable, uh, a fair t or property tax system between businesses and re residential here in Colorado. So this is Kim Munson. We will be right back. Thrilled to have on the line with me Dennis Gallagher. He's a former state senator who, along with Ron Stewart and Barbara Holm, all Democrats, uh, worked uh, back in, what, 1982 uh, yes, to present uh -huh. the Gallagher Amendment, which has become an amendment to the Colorado Constitution. And the purpose really was to, to have a fairer tax system, property tax system, between residential and commercial. And uh, so it's a, an amendment to the Constitution now. And and what was the real purpose? As you were all crafting this, what was it that you were trying to accomplish? Well, it, it, this was back in the early 1980s, uh, Kim. And if you'll recall, uh, you were probably in grade school at the time. <laughs> I'm not telling my age, okay? <laughs> oh, I'd never ask. But uh, anyway, the uh, what what people were seeing in California they were seeing an extreme increase in property taxes, especially for homes. So what they did is they uh, got on, they got they petitioned, got on the ballot, and they put one of the most onerous limitations on home property taxes that ever uh, appeared in the United States of America. And they were threat the people of Colorado. I can remember uh, coming into the Senate on Monday mornings, and I saw an old friend of mine, Joe Shefflin, who represented part of Jefferson County, and he looked sort of disgruntled. I said, "Joe, what's the matter?" He said, "Well, I spent the whole weekend going to town meetings in public schools in Jefferson County, and guess what they're talking about? They're talking about the increase in property taxes on houses that had been allowed to." 
to increase. Uh, this is pre-Gallagher. And uh, so the taxes on homes were just increasing like you couldn't believe. And uh, uh, he said he didn't want to see the state go like New Jersey, so what are we going to do? So that's when we all began talking, Senator Holmes, Senator Stewart, Senator Mendez, and Dickie Lee Hullinghorst, former Speaker of the House. We all got together and we came up with the Gallagher Amendment that at least uh, set some balance when it comes to the future as far as business and residential uh, taxes in the state of Colorado are concerned. And I blame the governors a little bit. Uh, Governor Romer had a couple of chances where he said to the people, "Uh, don't vote for this. Uh, This was before uh, Tabor came along, but there were sort of junior Tabors that had come along and were going to limit taxes and Governor Romer would go around the state, and he's very good at at that anyway. And he said, uh, oh, no, don't worry. I and the legislature are going to take care of this. And they never did. So then finally, uh, Douglas Bruce put the uh, Tabor Amendment on, and that's why we have the Tabor Amendment today. So that was one thing, give people a say on their taxes, even though I was not necessarily convinced that was the best. But the real purpose of Gallagher was to fend off that onerous property tax revolution that was coming against home uh, increases in taxes uh, in the early 1980s. And it did that. It really did, Kim. In Colorado now, from what I understand, is one of the more, uh, some will say regressive, some of my fellow Democrats will say regressive, property taxes when it comes to homes uh, after all because you got to have a home you can't you 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 can't just tax that entity uh, to to the to the heavens you've got to have some balance here it ties into homelessness it ties into the ability of middle class people to keep their homes and live in a home and this is the only amendment in the constitution that I've been able to find, Kim, that that is in there fighting for the middle class taxpayer. There's nobody else has lobbyists down there. The middle class right. has no lobbyists down there at the legislature saying, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and raise uh, taxes on homes and not worry about it. And uh, so that's what it did. And I, I think it's been working pretty well. Uh, although there have been, uh, as we discussed in the last segment, uh, problems where you've got a, a low business base, like in some of the rural areas. And so that's why Senator Stewart's idea of maybe having a rural um, business, uh, low business uh, segment uh, in a jurisdiction to look at a, a, a possible uh, amending of the percentage between residential and uh, property. But at the same time, uh, I, I, I sort of have cognitive dissonance here. So while I have objections and concerns about the Tabor Amendment, at least homeowners, if they try to raise home taxes, Kim will have a say on whether they want to see their home taxes go up. And the question I hope the elected officials and legislators will ask 
and I know Senator Stewart and Holm and Mendez and Hollinghorst agree on this, is how much more do you want to see homes pay so business can pay less? And just be honest with the people and tell them, that's what I think we've got to do, and that's what I'm going to be trying to do, Lord willing, to shed light upon this and make sure we work something out. We're reasonable people here in Colorado. We're thoughtful, and I know there's plenty of people around uh, that have lots of good ideas on it, and so we'll see if we can't work it out. Well, and I, I agree. I think that there's some surgical things that can be done because what typically is held up as the reason to get rid of Gallagher is what you just described is is uh, this um, challenge that some of the small communities have. They yeah. may, you know, their little fire departments. Uh-huh. But we can fix it without getting rid of Gallagher. And ultimately... You know, what I see sometimes with politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties is they make that kind of that compelling, compassionate uh, case. For example, the little fire department out in rural, you know, rural Colorado. But but the real question is, and you just nailed it, is the real question is, is how much more do we want residential property taxes to go up so that commercial property taxes go down? Right. You betcha. And I don't think we want to become like New Jersey, where my cousins are paying thousands of dollars a month in property property taxes on their little homes. you got to have a home. And uh, also, Kim, I've noticed that in Denver especially, the citizens are very generous. They, 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 they are so good about saying, oh, well, let's add a little more on the property taxes here. We'll be able to do this for the people. And a lot of those pass. Now, not all of them do, but Gallagher has has enabled a lot of jurisdictions to be able to get property tax increases uh, passed because uh, of the uh, limitation on increases in property taxes. And another person you might want to get on the program is Joanne Groff, who's the property tax administrator. She's one of the best explainers of how the uh, how they set the uh, assessment rate every couple of years, and she's really good at explaining. I hope you'll have her on sometime too to really shed more light on, on all this. But that that was the original purpose of Gallagher was to keep people in their homes. I do think it's working. Uh, there's certainly some things that can be done to correct it, and I uh, pray the Lord keep me well enough and uh, on life enough to be able to help out on the solution. Well, and I agree with you that the idea that uh, people could be forced out of their homes because they couldn't pay their property taxes, uh, that is just not what we should have happening. And so thank you to you and and to Ron Stewart and to Barbara and uh, the other two senators you mentioned for working so hard back in 1982. You never know for sure how you know, and an idea there can actually really help people throughout all these years. So Dennis Gallagher, who is uh, one of the architects of the Gallagher Amendment, thank you so much for joining me so that we could shed light so that our listeners can start to get their brains around these important issues. So Dennis Gallagher, thank you so much. You betcha. Well, thank you for having me and uh, have a great day. Okay. Thanks so much.